Hey, you're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's Good Vexation is apps that share all our data. Yeah. Do you know what I hate? Fuck, Pat. What do you hate? Uh, today I hate apps that share all of my information with everybody, even though I don't necessarily want or need them to. Oof. Uh, uh-huh. So <laughs> Sandra was actually telling me an anecdote about uh, she has a, a biking app for when she like bikes around and like uh, tracks where she's going and like how fast she's going and, you know, relative speed and like keeps a record of like how fast other people in the city have done various climbs and hills and things like that sounds cool pat what could be it, wrong about it well what could be wrong about it is that for some reason the developers decided that you should just like as a default state like share this information with other people that use the app i'm not sure if they need to be friends or not with you or request to view to see it but they definitely can request to view to see it and see your stuff and it's like the thing about bike rides is that you sort of always start and end them from the same place. And that place is generally where you live. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it seems like giving detailed routes, like your commute to work every single day. Like if you post that every single day and anybody can just see that, that doesn't seem great. No, probably not. Because I think anybody with half a brain could probably then, you know, figure out where you live. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time, like data, uh, all this data is valuable to people, right? So they would love for you to make it just public on your own. So that is so that it's like there's no hint that that you're hiding it. Like especially when they integrate it with this kind of social network sort of thing, you know. Uh, there are a lot of instances of this where they're trying to create a mini social network because. Because Facebook, basically, basically, because you have look, look, Facebook has been so successful making a social network. We need to create people engagement, get people to feel involved. But when that, I mean, and I can even understand, like looking at if like somebody said, "Oh, here's a cool route I did," or like, "Hey, I did my norm, I did my route, uh, I did my route this fast. Can you beat me?" I can see how that is a cool thing to have. But then there are things, uh, there are things like Venmo. Like, why the hell does anybody need to know that I paid my friend for cocktails? Like, why does anybody need to know that rent was due? Like, it is a little weird that it like forces you to input what you are sending money for. Yeah. It always surprises me. I'm always just like, and send 15 bucks or whatever. And then it's like, no, no, no. Describe it. I'm like, what? what? Why? 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 Like, why? Why, why is that a required that? field? Exactly. Like, it, and does anyone actually put anything real in it? No, of course not. No, <laughs> you just put eggplants. We're living in this time where it's so hard to have any semblance of privacy. Sure. And especially when they're all like when you have so many of these apps all trying to do it. I don't know about you, but I get kind of I, I'm not always good about checking to make sure I'm not posting. It became 
it became yeah. like such a tiresome thing to have to keep track of that like when I decided to go all in on the Google ecosystem, I just a hundred percent committed. I just like right. gave all of my Google apps and devices and because like that's basically what I'm using. I'm I'm like eighty to ninety percent of my day is like run through Google apps at this point. Like eighty to ninety percent of my life is run through Google stuff at this point. Yeah, so I just I just rather than try and keep track of all of that stuff and like piecemeal it out, I just gave them access to everything. I was like, I will gladly accept the fact that Google will someday be my evil overlord and destroy me just for a little bit of convenience for the joy of getting to have uh, calendars that sync up to, you know, my alerts or whatever. And also just every device, like, and every, every device, every device. Cause we all have three at least. And then some many more than that. Right. It all syncs up, syncs up with mm-hmm. my work too. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's work, it's school, it's everything in my life. And I mean, even like the location services stuff that's on all the time. Like, Do you, do you get the thing where like, if you're standing next to a computer that your Google is logged into, the computer will ring if your phone rings? Whew, not, not yet. Yeah, <laughs> that is a hundred percent a thing. And I'm going to be honest, I don't a hundred percent know where like the settings for that are controlled, but yeah. like, it's, it confuses everyone in my office all the time when like, uh, my, my, well, my shop computer starts ringing wow, yeah. because I'm standing near it and my Google is logged in. Yeah. I mean, essentially they're making this so convenient. Yeah. How could you not use it? That How could you not? And in exchange, all that they need from you is all of your most private information and a real-time map that tracks where you go for years, which is which is a thing. They have that map that just like records all of your travel. Like, I mean, it's not recording you. It's not like your GPS chipped or whatever. It's your phone, but it's your phone, but might as well be. Yeah, if your Google is logged into it or or, or Google Maps or whatever. Uh, and uh, you've got location services on, which you have to in order to use the map. They just save all of that information, and so like you can see, like finding it's always it's always really startling to go back and look at and pull up this map, and then to see like a day by day, hour by hour, uh, tracking of everywhere I have ever been. Yeah, I realize I don't. It's because I never go anywhere without my phone, so it's like exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I was just looking at the data that they have. It goes back five years something like that and has like the times i was in an airport in dallas and the time i went to new orleans four years ago times i went to i went to visit um visit a friend in florida like Mm -hmm. all of it's there and is it every day of that trip often yeah but it knows where i've been and when i've been when i've been there and we're doing this we have like in order to Take advantage of all this cool technology. We're giving up something. You know, it seems yeah. like it's free. It's not. No. It's not free. Uh, You're what's for sale. If you don't know what's, what they're selling, it's you. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, and I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not, I'm obviously not some Luddite. I'm no technophobe. You know, I, I want to have these services. I like the services that are, that, I like what I get out of it. I'm able to streamline things. I am more productive because I have these things. All of that is true. But we are putting our trust in people who are maybe not thinking about the ethics, the ethics one and the consequences 
man, the consequences, especially, I mean, especially with, with all the AI stuff that's going on. I mean, Google has perfected, perfected the search engine. Uh, the Google assistant is scary. Good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really am fascinated by the idea that like, there are all these people that are working on like true AI and how, many very intelligent people are like, we should stop doing this. Right. Why on earth would we be trying to create the thing that is better than us? Like right now we are the arguably like, like as far as we know, we are the smartest thing on the planet. Right. Yep. And so like, look what that has done for us. We are the dominant species. We have like, you know, cities and like we put everything else in zoos and nothing puts us in zoos or eats us or hunts us for fun. Uh, right. Why on earth would you create a thing that is exponentially more intelligent than us. Right. And then like set it loose. Yeah. It can only be badly for us. Right. Like, yeah, we're safe just because we're not good at it yet. This, this year, it feels like we have been like in a weird loop with these AI things where like everybody has gotten to a point where they're like trying to loosen the reins and their bizarro AI creations and all of them like immediately become problematic and racist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was it, I think Amazon, I think Amazon had an AI for like a hiring program or maybe it was just an algorithm. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but it was like, it determined, it determined like a lot of ridiculous things. Like in effect, Amazon's system taught itself that male candidates were preferable. It penalized resumes that included the words women as in women's chess club captain. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So like basically it just looked at like a history of all hires, essentially. It formulated its worldview on the past that like on the grand scale of things, these companies have historically uh, given men preferable treatment to women and then penalize the women for including that on their resumes. Exactly. I mean, this gets into like, it actually does get into a problem of the ways we think about machine learning. And we think about AI right now is that you need past data to make predictions about the future. Right. So, the problem with trying to do something like hiring is that your past data, first of all, like what the, what Amazon did here, I'm looking at the the this uh, article in Fortune about this. It says to achieve this, so the idea was for this AI power system to be able to look at the collection of resumes and name the top candidates. To achieve this, Amazon fed the system a decade's worth of resumes from people applying for jobs at Amazon. Okay, who applies to jobs at Amazon? They're people who have degrees in engineering or in computer science. Most of those people are men. The people who got hired were probably even more disproportionately men. So if Amazon, if the AI looks at a whole bunch of men and some women who get, and then says successful ones got hired, who are probably even more men, then of course they think that only men make good, good candidates. Yeah. Because you had bias in the first place. If you are trying to be egalitarian, you need to aggressively fight against the bias. You can't just tr hope. You can't just hope that AI will do it for us, right? There's actually work to do, and we can't just machine learning our way out of these problems. It's it's really interesting that like these these AI have kind of become this like public snafu for the companies too which i think is kind of interesting right like it's it's just a machine when it comes down to it right like it just it has a 
fixed programming and has like if then that statements basically running through it. And so it's just sorting these resumes based on these if then that statements essentially. But like, it's like, oh, that machine. I mean, it's like, it's not really sexist, right? The machine is not like women are bad. The machine no. is just following these terrible parameters set up for it. But like the company has to have this like embarrassing PR moment where they're like, oops, we created like an evil machine. Right. I mean, this is what gets really frustrating sometimes is that while sometimes this stuff looks like magic, so a lot of the time it does. You see, you see a rocket land itself on a barge. You know, you see, you see a robot that look that moves around and can walk and can do flips and shit. Boston Dynamics. We can do anything now that scientists have invented magic. Yeah, exactly. But here's the problem. In literature, a a competent magician always does what he means to do. In in Harry Potter, uh, when McGonagall brings all the gargoyles to life, like the huge that to fight to defend the castle, so she just says, "Bring bring them to life," and they fight for him. But the problem is, say you want to do the same thing, okay, but with computers, right? You want to do the same thing, but you want to have those be AI controlled. The problem is, how do they know who the bad guys are? How do they know how to walk? Do you know how to walk? I don't think you actually know how to walk. James, right? I've been walking for many years. Yep. If you had to teach somebody how to walk, you couldn't do it. I'm telling you for sure. If you had to teach a robot how to walk, I can't do it. Honestly, I've got, I've got, a, I got, I'm about to have an advanced degree in engineering, and I probably can't do it by myself. Wait, but aren't you? Aren't you working on teaching a robot how to fly? I am. That I might be able to do, but I'm give me another three This years. is incredible. So you can teach flight, but you can't teach walking? Well, look, the problem is that the teaching it to fly, I'm going to have to be working on it for another two or three years. Uh, and then I probably will be able to. Okay. I could, pr- could I do the same thing walking? Totally. Definitely. If I spend enough time on it, then yeah, totally. For, for those for those who don't know, uh, James is making evil robot bees just like from Black Mirror. Oh, man, I'm really trying. Again, again, I've told you this before. Trying so hard to make them not evil. Okay. <laughs> just just normal robot bees. Look, there's not going to be any of the sharp parts on them. They're teeny tiny. They're made of basically tough paper. Okay. They're like really easy to, to destroy. Okay. We can just like they can't even fly off the ground without a tether. Okay. Yet like, there, there are no batteries that are small enough. It's nothing to worry about. Yet. they won't kill anybody. At least I'm not going to make them kill anybody. <laughs> yet I like that I can end every one of these sentences. Yet, ah, uh, but if, what I'm trying to say is that wizards do what they mean to do. When you are making something with a computer, it does only what you tell it to do, and not what you meant for it to do. Sure. Okay, that is one of these things. That, like when I'm trying to teach coding to pe- like teach coding to people, it does what you tell it to do, not what you mean it to do. So if you tell it, "Hey, here's all of our hi- here's all of our data from our hiring practices," what you're telling it to do is tell us how to continue doing exactly what we've always been doing, hmm. right? How do we continue to do exactly what we've always been doing? Not hire people in the best way. That's probably what they meant to do. 
Yeah, it's like it's almost like the worst thing that you can do is feed these machines past information. You need to feed it the results that you want, not the results that you've had. Right. But that is difficult and requires people to do work. Right. Right. And that work is the kind of work that you need sociology and you need psychology and you need uh, to be in a justice mindset. Right. All things that that tech people are notoriously good at. Oh, yeah, they're great at it. We should trust them to do everything. They're the real heroes of the 21st century. These tech guys. No, Jeff Bezos has created so many jobs. You know, he's a real fucking hero, you know? By the time everyone arrives The burners are off and if, if there were no friction, anybody with a high school who took high school physics could build a car. But also if there was no friction, brakes wouldn't work, so... Well, we'd figure it out, you know. I mean, like, maybe, or we'd die. Even the dogs are asleep.